Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Look, I'm going to level with you. I have my own things to deal with. After all, we are about to crash a lovely landing. The Orphans, an original cinematic audio drama, is now available. And now, The Orphans Facility, an exciting new prequel series. Catch up with season one with new episodes of Facility coming bi-weekly. Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's going on, everybody? This is Pat DeBear here with another episode of Flame On for your listening enjoyment. It is Microsoft time, and that means we're throwing it over to BJ. You've been, like, king of the Microsoft lately. It's time for another episode of Now That's What I Call Gay Life. So, BJ, why don't you go ahead and tell us what we're talking about? I thought I would, I thought I would give us kind of a break from from the dating topics i mean i know most of gay life revolves around dating and or the same sex that you're trying to date but i actually had a little interesting thought an actual thought not t-h-o-t i would like to do a little thing about pop culture and gay life i realize we've been around the bend a couple couple years couple stop ducats. calling me old bitch <laughs> and uh I realize we've never sat down and had a little conversation about like, because a lot of things are changing just in the past 10 years, television, music, movies, I mean, society in general, we've, we've hit a big, we've kind of hit the gas on everything. Um, so I wanted to kind of peel, peel back the layers if, if, uh. I'm sorry, you, you were talking about onions earlier and now that's, <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> But um no I wanted to talk about uh like kind of our our own personal history with uh 
you know, homosexuality and pop culture, like when was the, uh, I'll go ahead and just toss out the first question. Um, when would be the first time you guys actually witnessed homosexuality in pop culture? And how did, how did it did, make our loins tingle? Yeah. I was going to say, is it something that you found attractive? Is it something that, you know, you thought was funny? You thought was just a joke at first. And then, you, you know, a couple of years down the line, you're like, oh, fuck. Um, this is a thing. Well, I'm old. Let me start. <laughs> I've got less time less on, left on this earth. Oh. Liberace. How's that one tickle you? Really? Oh, yeah. Look, at, Think about his era was like late 70s, early 80s, maybe like more like 70s, but by the time I was aware of him, like early 80s. And yeah, it was a uh, complete and utter joke. And I thought, wow, gay people are crazy and weird. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Liberace like... Yeah. Like the piano player? Yeah. My cousin George with the candelabra. Oh, the okay. one they made a Matt didn't Matt Damon star in that biopic. Yeah, it was Matt Damon. It was and, a, it, uh, was, it was a movie because yeah. that I was I was very confused. <laughs> Who did you think I was talking I, about? I knew you were talking about Liberace. I just didn't know you were talking about the biopic Liberace. So I was like, wait, seventies? No, I'm talking about actual Liberace. Actual Liberace. Okay, yeah, All right. I'm old. Remember? I was like, if that was <laughs> if that was his first experience with homosexuality in pop culture. Then that's a problem because that <laughs> biopic did not come out that long ago. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this podcast is older than that. <laughs> than how long it's been since that uh, that biopic came out? Yeah, so literally, think uh, you know, youngish. Let's say four, five, six, somewhere in there, watching TV, and of course, the next thing's gonna be be a little more of, of a downer here. But watching the news, seeing like Liberace on, I don't even know what show it was, probably like the ed sullivan show or something i don't know and then seeing rock hudson uh, being diagnosed with aids and dealing with that uh. as the next thing that i experienced in the the uh, what gay, gays in pop culture and i obviously aids and gays aren't synonymous but at the time that was you know the the connection there and it was like wow one two punch oh wow so yeah you welcome to my complicated <laughs> life uh it got better <laughs> So to speak. No, it gets better. Um, but no, that was my first. Uh, that was your pop kind of your culture. Uh, yeah. Soiree. Pop I mean, culture soiree. If, are we taking like religion out of this? Because if we're going to add religion in, let's let's just go for the full trifecta. I, here. I, I, I figured we'd hold off on religion because okay. I'm pretty sure we've all had some sort of run in with with the, the with Lord, the, the Holy the Ghost, law. the, the law. Holy Law. Yeah. OK. But yeah, just, uh, you know, around the same time, all of that. Yeah. Okay, so yours well, yours is significantly more educational than mine. Um, uh, so what's funny is, so you're like, how old were you again? You're like, what? Like four or five or six. Like, I don't remember. It was early 80s, and I was born in 76, so maybe up to eight. Okay, yeah. wow, yours, okay. Well, so, like, what's interesting is is because when I was growing up, I mean, my, my family wasn't as staunch <laughs> Christians, Back when I was like growing up, this is this was the heathen phase of of the family, um, and you know there was I th I was kind of because I was in I was I was a nineteen eighty three born in nineteen eighty three and just kind of grew up amongst like a lot of like Fraggle Rock and stuff like that. Um, so it was till I was about gosh like I want to say twelve or thirteen, and I remember it as as vividly as possible. It was an episode of The Simpsons, and it was the episode where Homer thought Bart was gay, and he was freaking out about it, 
and it was funny because I was sitting there and it was um and what was funny is I didn't even know Smithers was gay. It didn't even occur well, to me. Well, you didn't know what gay was or you Well, just... it didn't even occur to me that Smithers was gay. Wow. I thought he was just a kiss ass. Well, I mean it's both, yeah. but but I but I did the like I, to be fair, they did make the gay part of that come out stronger later. Li- yeah. So yeah, early early Simpsons it wasn't. I was but that. but now going back, it was it's <clears throat> super fucking obvious like every time like he would give he would be like Smithers, give me my sponge bath and he'd be like mm. So it w- um well, So so there's something we should talk about with this because I feel like we're conflating gay homosexuality you know same sex attraction same sex whatever with the sort of like the way gay was played with earlier in entertainment and pop culture which was yeah. flamboyant flamboyant like liberace wasn't quote unquote air quotes here gay at least in some respects early on he was flamboyant characters like uh from bewitched um oh paul lynn's character uncle oh uncle, uh, well, uncle, no, that, arthur. Uh, uncle arthur arthur that was um like three's company right no that was bewitched, bewitched. oh is that bewitched yeah, yeah. What I said. paul paul lynn like that was sort of a weird homosexuality as archetype but not the male attraction because you didn't see any of the actual like fully fleshed out gay characters until so much later but the stereotypes yeah. that we still have and you know some ways are earned and some ways are ridiculous like that is what it was and so smithers was that at first and grew into more of a oh no the dude's totally gay and he loves mr burns yeah so but, like it evolves so, but that you know, was you that were, was the thing is i didn't even but i didn't even equate stereotypes with smithers like literally <laughs> smithers to me was just a one note kiss ass guy He's just literally getting paid to dote on Mr. Burns for whatever reason. And it didn't even, it didn't even occur to me. Like it literally, like, cause I had seen stereotyped characters on television a lot, like growing up, but it never, like I said, in a million years, it never would have occurred to me. And that was the other thing is that whole episode. It was, um, the voice, the guest voice actor was, um, Oh my gosh, he did uh he did hairspray. Oh, Harvey Firestick. No, um Crybaby. Um John Waters? John Waters, thank okay. you. Um John Waters uh was in that episode and he was the one kind of taking Homer around and being like, "Well, this is our this is our muscle queen bar." And it was just it was just one of those things where he took it like it was the um camera was like the fire station or something. But it was um the steel mill. The steel mill. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember this episode like fully, but I remember that scene. I remember seeing that scene where the steel mill then turns into like the uh, the the dance bar because he was gonna take Bart there to straighten him out, and yes. he was like, "Oh no, that um, is literally the only part of that episode that I actually remember." Exactly. Well, that's and I don't even think I've seen it in the episode. I thought I think I saw it either in a clip show or like some sort of GIF clip montage versus actually seeing it in the episode. Now I want to ask this. Because I I don't know I, maybe I'm getting confused as to where the topic is. Are we talking about the first like actual homosexual characters or just homosexuality in general? Because like I'm trying to rack my brain because I'm really trying to like think it's, about where like where I saw my first homosexual television character. It's I mean it's it's your first exposure pop culture wise. Okay. So like okay. like you know Brian's was it was more music oriented and history and stuff like that. 
Um, I was, I didn't, I, I didn't, hold on, hold on. Like let's, let's be clear. Let's be clear. I never said that. <laughs> this is your lens of my life thinking it's ancient history. <laughs> no, no, you said ancient. When he, when I well, said ancient. I, 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 I feel like Pat's making a good distinction. This is kind of what I was getting to. There chisel, is the... chisel, 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 chisel. Oh. We're just documenting it on these one tablets oh. real quick. <laughs> there is the... That is something that I fully... Uh, there's a part of me that gets and, and relates to as part of me and then there's this sort of stereotype of there's a flamboyant person i wonder if they're also gay like me so there's like different uh, different reactions to different things so bj you mentioned earlier like you had seen other things prior did any of those connect with you like that is like me and i yeah i want to know more was there anything like that before the simpsons no okay. it was it was i like like, my only exposure at that point to, like, drag queens, I think, was actually, like, Bugs Bunny. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. Bugs Bunny, and, and, teaching children about drag queens and opera. Yep, and yep. seeing, like, um, I was, and, and this, this was way past her debut, but, like, seeing RuPaul pop up in certain television shows, but this was way Sabrina after I was- Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, this show called Popular- um where in the finale she was actually a character's mother um it was um so there was there was all these back when the wb was just the wb um and then it or just watching her uh vh1 talk show i oh. i never saw it oh uh, that was my first exposure to savage garden they were a musical guest on there at one point sorry more homosexuality just rolled into more sexual <laughs> homosexuality. But, but so that's 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 what it's it's more along the lines of it, it could be the first character, or it could. But it's just more along the lines of how it relates to pop culture because later on I, I would like we'll we'll delve more into like how characters have been developed. Um, but just for me personally, homosexuality wasn't like it never even registered with me because I grew up in Alabama, so nobody talked about it. I'm pretty sure, like, one of the band directors was gay, but he definitely, like, was very a very muted person because we were in, like, Auburn, Alabama. So it was one of those things where when I watched that episode, I was like, none of this can be real. And then I actually started paying attention to certain things, like when I watched episodes of Daria, when I'd watch... Um, uh, MTV's Undressed was actually starting up around the time I was, like, was somewhere between it was age fourteen or fifteen, and they actually had gay characters on it. I think Will and Grace wasn't super far behind, um, a co- like a couple years later. So, so you were really seeing, uh, the emergence of mainstream acceptance of on-screen gay, fully fleshed-out characters it, at that point. Because, because I honestly, at that by that point, I didn't pay attention to characters at all when i would be reading something when i'd be watching something like a movie i was i was a stereotypical 12 year old boy i was paying attention to explosions and like if i could understand what was going on and at that point horror movies so like it was one of those things where after i had specifically i re- i just remember it because after i watched that episode i was like oh wait and then or not too far then right after that i would stay up late and watch usa um, Weird Science, Duckman, um, which definitely wings. touched on a lot of wings, uh, <laughs> which has a notable yeah. homosexual character on it as Absolutely. well. Yep. So which it was... that was just a joke, and then I remembered, oh shit, Roy's son was gay. 
So Golden Abraham Girls. Ben Ruby. Golden oh. Girls. And I had watched Golden Girls with oh, my poor Coco. My mom and my grandmother. And I did that episode, it didn't even like I don't even I know I had to have seen that episode, but it just went right over me because at that point, like I had just started to kind of go into puberty. But at the same time, I was like I was like, I still like cockroaches and picking up spiders and throwing them at people. Like that was I was a very simple. So this kid. was Tuesday? <laughs> I mean, now I now I have more like I have actual like infectious species of insects that I can toss at people, but that's if I really hate them. Um so it's one of those things where it it really just kind of exploded in my mind. And then now when I go back and I watch old episodes of certain things like The Simpsons, and I'm just like, huh. I didn't even like I said was Smithers was the biggest bombshell to me and to this day I still look like now he's more developed but back then if you see old episodes of Simpsons it's it's played very it's it's on a thin line. Well, can, it's, what do they call it the Volkswagen effect or something like that where once you see something it becomes part of your consciousness so now you see it more often where it's like oh I've never seen this breed of dog before and then you see one of them and then Everywhere you look, oh, there's another one, there's another one. It's it's just how your brain works because you filter out the things that you don't necessarily <laughs> understand or comprehend or are not something that you need to really pay attention to. And then once you do get that, it, it's part of your, your, your consciousness. Now it's like, oh, okay, I see how this happened or, or whatnot. So I so I guess the the mix up in the topic is more the fact because my origins of like understanding homosexual homosexuality actually started with like with literally watching a cartoon oh. and then from there it was mostly TV shows because I'm not going to talk to my family about this cuz well, they're insane yeah. like and then like I said I would watch USA what would come on after in the morning during USA was World Strongest Man tournament. Oh God! And oh. I just want you to know you're proving the million ma- million mom whatever thing right. <laughs> it's, it's that that homosexuality <laughs> came from your uh, the exposure Simpsons to cartoons. Did it to me. Yeah, so. it was the Simpsons all along. Although now they got to protest strongman competitions, lumberjacks, all these things. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, um, those World Strongest Man competitions were always so much fun to watch. See, and that that was a whole nother awakening. Yeah, but in your loins. Yeah, and and then it was funny because then, you know, eventually we get Buffy the Vampire Slayer and, you know, it had, again, that hadn't even occurred to me that somebody could actually, because I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit like Willow. I thought I was straight. I very much wasn't, you know. Now you're Lebanese. (laughs) Right? Just like Danny Thomas. So that's, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so that's, that's, that's more along the lines of what I meant is if it, if it have your first real experience exposure my first real exposure was all pop culture um because i was i was very much during that like mtv was actually playing music videos and had really good like cartoons and animation um mtv's undressed was a very like sexual revolution type show because they had a lot of different um they had like they had stories about interracial couples there were stories about gay couples stories about gay interracial couples there was um, bisexuality, which was a well, that was actually one of the bigger things that like people kind of freaked out about because I can't remember I can't remember how well MTV's Undressed handled these topics. I just remember horribly. People were, I just remember people freaking out about it, and I couldn't remember which which side of the road was freaking out more. I think it's to their credit that they would have these storylines, but I don't remember any of them being subtle. 
well fleshed out. Oh yeah, no, they were. Or, like, I mean, they were basically tawdry little, no offense, soap operas. Yeah, no, they were. They were definitely like teenagers. To, to listen, ex- my stories handled it better. I would say because <laughs> yeah. it took me a long time to try to my old fragile mind cannot remember my youth so well, and it took me a while, and I had to dig back to where my I could my first rememberable like homosexual character in pop culture was. Was Which was okay. I was, I was waiting <laughs> to be asked about it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to just start my story. The first time I think that I can honestly really remember there being a homosexual character was on All My Children, and there was the high school teacher of one of like the main characters' children came out as gay, and it became this whole thing. And the uh, the the father like had this big issue with it, and it was like it had to be kind of it was a teaching moment where the you know obviously the the kid has a more open-minded stance about everything and it's like you know this person like just because they're gay doesn't mean that they're any different and blah 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 and like i think it was even a matter of like well you like elton john and he's gay and it's just like it was one of those things that i'm like and at that point in my my youth i was kind of like all right well I'm watching things and I think these gentlemen are attractive, but I don't know like what that all means for me. But my mother, I watched all my children with my mom. Like that's how my soaps watching all started because when I was growing up, my mom was a single mother. And if I got sick and had to stay home from school, she would usually have to take the day off from work and stay home with me. So we would watch her stories so from like 12.30 until, you know, 3 o'clock, I'm watching, you know, either Loving and All My Children and One Life to Live and, you know. I was just, didn't Will and Grace have an episode about this? About what? Uh, there was an episode where they were talking about a soap opera and like, no, was they it did the same one? one though? It was an NBC, like, um, it was a sitcom, it wasn't a soap. Oh, And okay. they were supposed to have their first gay kiss and the two characters like are about to and then they pan away to a, a fireplace <laughs> and that's when they go to NBC studios to um to talk to the higher ups about it and all that and i forget where that leads to i think it leads to another storyline but yeah it um it, yeah that's where where that started but that was my first exposure to it and then to kind of like gauge this with like my mother's reaction to it and i mean it would be many years before i came out at all to her but it was a very interesting way to kind of like be in that world of like oh okay this is this thing and and my mom was a huge elton john fan like it's it's permeated in certain areas of my life but to see that and then from there building other characters to you know to see okay well these are what gays are like and they didn't portray him as, you know, a stereotypical flamboyant character. He was just a, you know, he was a rugged, attractive man, which is the thing where that started. So my daddy issues started with all my children. Huh. Thank How- you, Agnes Nixon up in heaven. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was really, you know, and then obviously, like you said, strongman competitions and other things where it was like half naked men on my television. And I was like, I'm okay see, with this. See, see, was it million moms? See, now it's soap operas. You're losing shit left and right. <laughs> and what are they going to watch? What? I mean, that's pretty much the target demographic is moms. <laughs> Daytime moms. Pretty much. So, so Josh, what's up? You being kind of quiet there? 
I'm just sitting here thinking, like, what was my first, I guess, exposure in pop culture? Stranger so, Things. Oh. oh, is there a gay character in Stranger Things? Is there any homosexuality in Stranger Things? Well, yes. So I mean, besides season you three. when staring at David Harbour on the screen. Uh, uh. So season three actually had a legitimately homosexual character. It was a woman, but... Um, we'll take it. We'll yep. take it. Uh, so... Much like you, Pat, uh, when I, because my mom was single as well, um, and so whenever I would be home, we would watch soaps. However, I've never seen All My Children. It was Days of Our Lives I for me. Say, did you watch Passions? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I I didn't realize how bad it was. How bad it was you until I got older. Closet, and then there's these really bad fire and these little it, demons dancing. It's just so bad, <laughs> but. We watched Days of Our Lives, and then, of course, after that was Passions, but I don't think Days of Our Lives had their gay character until, like, maybe mid-2000s, late 2000s. Yeah, it started, I mean, I think the soaps kind of started to pull their, like, LGBT storylines around the same time in the, the early-ish 2000s. Um, I think Mike Delaney, who's the character I'm referencing, was late 90s like maybe 95 96 maybe 94 um but i know that they really kind of went for it in the early-ish 2000s because they took a prominent character in the daughter of erica kane bianca and made her a lesbian lesbian and it was this whole big thing and i know that around that same time um they uh, some of the other soaps are starting to kind of run those those types of storylines as well. By the way, I think All My Children is still the first one to do a trans storyline as well. They were very progressive until they lost so many viewers that they had to be canceled womp, womp. and replaced with the Chew. No, oh. but that got Aww. that got pulled off the air too. So, <laughs> justice for All My Children. <laughs> Eleven years later, ultimately, I think. My first exposure was Will and Grace. Um, I did watch The Simpsons when I was a kid, but I don't think I saw that one episode until much later. Um, and I have watched Golden Girls, but I, I don't think I watched that until later as well. Because I didn't know anybody who would watch it at the time, because no men in my family would have watched it. And it wasn't on television i think when my mom would have been home and able to watch tv i also feel like that episode specifically the ones with well there's like one or two with the gay characters and golden girls yeah well i mean you got coco in the pilot episode right oh that's right and you had anytime there was a couple of episodes with clayton a couple though like there were a couple there were a handful yeah um and then because clayton i think came out and then he came back with his partner right and, and then there might have been one or two more. And then there was the one with Dorothy's friend, Pat. So I feel like overall, in rotation, those are not played as much. Maybe now more, but when you were growing up, I would be pretty confident in saying they would not play those as much. I would probably agree. Yeah. So, I mean, you wouldn't have seen it. And then, yeah, you probably wouldn't have even and, thought about it. And that's the thing. Like, going, going back, <laughs> like, and I remember when Will and Grace came out and going back back to that like moving kind of moving my clock a little forward to that point i re- i distinctly remember in comparison to now it like just being people were just happy that a thing was being done like people were just like give us those gay characters 
you know, give us a main gay character. And it was one of those things where a lot of, a lot of the time we weren't really paying attention to how things were being written at that time because we were just trying to get a foot in the door. Oh, absolutely. No, any, anything, any little nugget of validation and representation was, was appreciated so much so that we did have a lot of really not subtle storylines, Yeah, which is why now it's kind of refreshing with a show like, what is it? Euphoria is a trans character and there's no, it's not even a big deal. Yeah. Cause you're like, whatever. Cool. Like, uh, it's this show that I'll complain about at some point in the future. Uh, what's it called? Another life on Netflix. Oh, uh, yeah. There's, there's a gender fluid character. And so far they haven't made a point of even mentioning it or drawing attention to it. So it's like, Oh no. Sure. But back then it was like, Ugh. yeah. So, uh, so now, so now that oh, I don't know if, if Josh was done, I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, there really wasn't much to say, but <laughs> what um, Brian was saying about how any uh, representation was kind of becoming a thing, it, ju- it just reminded me of this uh, interview that one of the writers of Will and Grace was uh, involved in, and he was stating that, you know, it was one of the first shows to ever have a absolutely main character be gay, and they did not expect the show to actually even last. And the only reason why that they did is because this dynamic that they had where Will and Grace, you know. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The heterosexuals. Um, they portrayed their relationship in a way that you would almost expect at some point you would think that they would end up getting together. And, you know, because they made Grace's feelings for Will very prominent, you know, throughout the series. And so there was always that maybe the like the flashback episode. So you always so you so you you reeled in you reeled in um, one demographic with a can she turn him straight? Exactly. (laughs) Subtext. And then you like surprise? No, he gay. Um, okay, yeah, I yeah, can I definitely see that. And I mean, they they did it really well, even in the points where, because I mean, we have all those flashbacks to them in college and her, you know, them there when she they're at her parents' house and she's trying to sleep with them, and then they have the <laughs> is it Thanksgiving? No, it's when um she is with Leo, so it's later in the series where. Leo's ex-girlfriend comes over and they have they're all having dinner together and it turns out that she's the one woman that Will actually did sleep with and they end up like you know portraying like that how distraught she was for that so yeah it it really did they did a great job 
having that dynamic of they walk that tightrope a straight rom-com or you know comedy with a with romantic leads but not having that same thing and can i just point out i know i mentioned it earlier but wings was 1990 when we had the um the storyline with uh roy's son rj and he came out as gay to his father and that was i think a pretty big moment for a primetime nbc you know sitcom to deal with that and how much they put roy to like oh like he wouldn't accept it and then for them to finally have that breakthrough moment like that was a pretty big deal for for back in the day would you guys like to play a game here can you tell me the country and or year that the first openly gay and regular character was on television Uh oh damn you can, I want to say it's Britain. Nope, but you're no. you're in the ballpark. It's Europe. Sweden. I, I didn't say it was Europe. Okay, <laughs> but you're in the ballpark. Uh, Don't think literally regionally ballpark either. <laughs> think, think cultural ballpark. Uh, it's Australia. I'll make that easy for you guys. Okay. Oh. But now guess the year because this surprised me. Nineteen. You're in the ballpark. <laughs> you're in the right century. Seventy-five. Nineteen eighty-one. Pat's closer. Damn. 1973? I was going to say 70s, but... 72. Pat's got it. 72. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the opera, a soap opera, it was a soap opera, too. Number 96, and I've never heard of this before in my life. 96. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Featured a character played by Joe Hashem, and that was the first openly gay and regular character. But again, having not seen any of these episodes, I would hazard a guess that it was still very downplayed, stereotypical, no real relationships right so he had a lot of fiber he was a good bottom <laughs> what he said regular oh God. <laughs> you're just going back to that picture you sent aren't you a little bit <laughs> Talk Carl. but uh so okay so it, it's i like how i kind of like how we we pretty much cover from like the 70s all the way to like <laughs> or like two, mid- early 2000s early 2000s when, when will and grace is that late 90s or early 98 2000s? to oh. 2007 was it 98 i was like maybe a little bit sooner well let's do this instead though what about um so first gay representation but what about first actual authentic love and or sexual representation that oh you... i'm swiping that shit real quick I, I figured oh yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be um willow it's it's buffy the vampire slayer willow for okay me. So, I mean, not not a personal sexual awakening, but it was one of those things where they were very like they would hold hands, they were very they were very physical. They didn't shy away from the fact that they had sex. Um they actually had they touched on a couple of relationship issues. <laughs> so that that one right there is probably <laughs> There's a lot of Sorry, head. he doubted me. Oh. Uh, 98 <laughs> and now it's going to go into its third and final season for this reboot yeah which makes it how many seasons total uh 11 oh wow is it a, did they only do eight for the first run yeah they did eight, eight. for the first run yeah oh it's been it was 11 years <laughs> between eight a.m yeah but um no yeah it was definitely willow from both the vampire slayer because it was one of those things where by that point in my life i understood like what gay characters were and everything. And I understood, I understood, I very much understood my own personal, like homosexual journey at that point, like where I was at. And to see, 
to see it done in a way, again, done in a way where it was very, un, uh, like, not bashful about things. But Did you all... want to eat out a lesbian and make her levitate in the air while she's singing you a song? I mean, yes. Okay. But <laughs> it was more because of, like, I don't, I, being a, in my head, being a lesbian made you a better witch. Um, Probably and, does. <laughs> and, uh, but no, that was one of the things where, and especially, like, as the series went, they had, like, real depth to their relationship, um, there was, there was that episode where her ex showed up, um, you know, there, there was, I mean, there was the supernatural element to the show, but. And oh, then, are you talking about Oz? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, there was the whole thing that I loved the episode where her family showed up with their like long list of lies and how she's actually a demon and blah, 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 blah. And it was a very much you choose your family moment. You remember? Who was a demon? It was uh, Tara's family shows up and they were like made up some big lie about how their family's cursed and how she's going to end up getting them all killed uh, because they wanted to, effectively they took the women of the family and made them like slaves. Gotcha. And she ran away and went to college. Um, but, you know, thanks to a, thanks to thanks to Spike, they actually figured out, oh, no, this is a lie. She's human. And these people are abusive and terrible. So we'll be her family. And then you try to bite her. No, he he punched her in the face. Oh, because okay. he had the he had the microchip. Yeah, yeah, that, oh, that's oh, okay. Yeah, so oh. that was that was one of the things where it was it was a very much, you know, her family. It it wasn't centered around her her homosexuality specifically. It was more centered around the fact that she was a woman, but at the same time, it's it was one of those big lessons to me that you choose your family. Yeah, and it resonated with me actually more because I would I. I watched a couple of episodes of Queer as Folk. And Queer as Folk personally didn't resonate with me because there was, it was like, I'm not rich and I don't live in Boston. You're not skinny and white and good and well, dancing at the club every night. Philadelphia. Oh, it was in Philadelphia? Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't even know what a bathhouse is yet. Um <laughs> I was very like the whole thing confused me very much, and then a now little BJ bit... runs a chain of them here in the <laughs> southeast. Oh, uh, well, that's so... why they call him that. I make so much money. I make so much money. Uh, but um, they uh, but yeah, that was and it was kind of the same thing with Noah's Ark, where I was Noah's Ark. That was a whole other chapter in in my my awakening <laughs> that we can touch on a little bit later in this episode or in the second half. But um. But no, it was definitely Willow and Tara from Buffy the Vampire Slayer that Josh has got something very exciting. Oh, oh I wouldn't say it's exciting, but I was trying to jog my memory um, with gay char- like gay characters or storylines and shows and stuff. So I actually have to retract my statement. Will and Grace was not the first. Uh, an, ep- an episode of Roseanne when Roseanne's mom uh, came out as gay. That was the first Ooh. thing I've ever seen. And then after that, I think it was probably will and grace well while you're talking do you have a first memory of actual relatable or you know maybe not directly relatable but love and or sexual something that you remember i would say that would be will and grace oh okay because to me yeah i mean will i actually identified more with will than jack i totally can't say that no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but um like anytime he would get a boyfriend uh, or talk about this guy that he liked. I was like, 
oh, yay, you know, like, that is how I feel, but I must not tell anyone. <laughs> so I've had to really dig deep here, and I, I don't know that I've actually scratched the bottom of the barrel as far as going back, but I think it's actually real world from MTV. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So oh, my God. I, that... I, Pedro Zamora, which was in the third season, uh, one of the character characters, one of the people on the show. Third. should be second season. This thing says third. So what, oh, what city? San Francisco. Third, I'm reading immediately. I'm reading Wikipedia. So well, no, because the first season was New York. Oh dear God! And that was my that was my first MTV homosexual on there because they was oh what was his name? I can't. Even, there was a gay character. There was a gay character. There was a on a reality show. <laughs> Human being. <laughs> there was they're, a person who was a a homosexual. They're people. I thought Pedro was was season two. I, I did too, but it's yeah. like season three. So, anyways, so Pedro Zamora and I don't remember his boyfriend's name or. Yeah, it wasn't husband at the time. But um, funny, related to comic book little thing, uh, one of the other people on that show is Judd Winnick, who I don't know in the show if he was super close to Pedro, but I think he was and has since done a lot of great comic books, uh, a lot for DC, some really great Green Arrow books. Um, and he's done a very personal graphic novel about his time knowing Pedro. It's available it's always in print. Oh, wow. Holy yeah. shit. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I've not actually read it. It's one of those things I keep meaning to get and I never do. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I feel like, and again, I'm going to probably have an epiphany like Josh and have to make a, a, a last second correction. That's fine. I just think that that was one of the most vivid early 90s. So I was in high school at this point. So, I mean, that was a right. That was about the right time where I would have been interested in looking at that kind of thing and also coming to terms with it. But and, you know, it was just it was very straightforward. They didn't um, it's, uh, it's, it, back then. Let me just back then. Reality shows, though, a little scripted, were not as salacious or uh, ridiculous as they are now. Oh, yeah. On their way there quickly, but not as bad. So like what was portrayed was very like straightforward real. and believable. Yeah, real. It, yeah, was... it was real. Again, without, I mean, there was still ed- editing and all that stuff, but because um, the whole thing with Puck, which was the big, you know, controversial tension was this, you know, skater punk guy who oh, yeah. they didn't get along. Which I, I take it back. That was season three because they were doing really well in the beginning, alternating gays and lesbians because Irene was on season two. Irene? That's right. In Los Angeles, and she was the lesbian. I forgot about Irene. Oh, my gosh. So now I have to think about when that Simpsons episode aired because I I came into real world late. I came in, I think, of the Miami episode was the season. That was the first season I watched. But was there, wasn't there there a gay character in Miami as well? Yes. Yeah, I can't and, remember his name. And but. That, oh, and Norman was season one. Norman was the... the gay man on season one of real world then you had irene and then you had pedro yep and so okay so yeah so for me if the simpsons is just like what told me that oh homosexuality is a thing here are all the jokes about it then the real world is the one is the show i would have watched next that actually was like oh hey i'm a gay dude this is the kind of things that i do or like this is like i was like actually seeing a real person (coughs) So yeah, no that that definitely I totally get what you're saying there. It's oh, fascinating. God. I'm oh, going it- back and looking at some of these things because Real World <laughs> season four was in London, and that was the one where um the the guy who was a singer kissed a a the guy that was heckling him, uh, um and then uh, oh no, maybe not a singer. 
But it says Neil Forrester kisses a male heckler during a performance, who then bites the tip of Forrester's tongue off. I was like, oh my god, I forgot about oh, that. I for- oh, it and- was so much drama in these first like six <laughs> seasons. Oh, and and let's not forget the last season that I I watched was the New Orleans season, which has uh, a recent celebrity that has kind of exploded lately. Uh, Karamo was in it before oh. he found out he had kids, before he had a son. Oh, he was in that show as the secret, the secret section, sec, uh, second homosexual. That's a, that's so, a secret one. Uh, to answer your question about the Simpsons episode, that was in 1997. Oh wow! Ooh, which was a little later. So then, so then, re- uh, see, so now I have a retraction. Then it would have been real world. <laughs> I was like, 92 is pretty far back. Yeah. For me. So, so if it was the th- if it was the Miami season. Uh, that was ninety six. So I lived ninety six, ninety seven. So it would they would have been right after each other. Holy crap! Yeah. And the nanny. Honestly, as I'm looking at this list, there are <laughs> so like, many shows that I actually totally forgot about, like Moesha. Where was, uh, Moesha? Where was the gay character in the nanny? So in the nanny, also 1997, uh, Fran's first official date with Mr. Sheffield is at a dinner party hosted by Elton John and his real life boyfriend. Uh, oh wow! Oh, wow, no, it's Elton. Is that jeez. Interestingly enough, though, Married with Children had uh, like a small handful of. Uh, Episodes with with gay characters, huh? That sounds familiar, yeah. but I don't remember who. This they is interesting. Were. I feel like I want to do a supercut of like <laughs> every gay character that happened like from the seventies to the to like the late nineties. Well, and uh, Marcy Carcy Darcy was probably the first prominent like LGBT person in my sphere of pop culture that wasn't already big beforehand. Because that she came out as a lesbian during the run of um, Married with Children, and then eventually took on the role of you know like executive producer and, oh, that's right. and did a lot with that. And, like that was a huge thing. That was also around the, yeah. And then you had the same thing with like Sandra Bernhard with Roseanne. There was a lot of oh, oh where did Ellen come in? Oh in my all God, that? Ellen! Like, yeah, what are we right doing after that? So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, Ellen was uh, pretty early on as I was looking at the list. Yeah. Well, go, was like, she ninety six? Um, well, ninety five? Did she? She didn't come out in her first season, though. right? No, 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 no. no, that, no. that was later. Yeah. Uh, side note, just because I'm on it, uh, the Elton John dinner party episode of the nanny was actually the second episode uh, with the gay character, but the first one. Uh, same year, Fran went on a date with a gay man whose lover's family didn't acknowledge their relationship. So, just a little side note. Uh-oh. So, again, you would see these... So, after we got past the age of stereotypes, right? You would have these very special whatever, and they'd usually be fairly tragic, but increasingly in the mid-90s, from what I remember and what we're reading, it became more fleshed out, fully realized gay characters, and then Will and Grace, I believe, is one of the first ones to have a kiss. Not a, a lesbian kiss was much earlier, uh, but I think two men kissing was was uh, unusual. If maybe not I think for that network it was, may, or may have been prime time. It was the first prime yeah. time show or something. Yeah, I mean, because Real World was before that. But I'm seeing like, yeah, yeah, big big TV. You know, major so network. kissed. Will and Jack. Yeah. It was that when they uh, went to the NBC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that it was the episode oh, I mentioned earlier. That's that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so now that's how that ended. So that's now right. I, I've literally constructed my my gay pop culture web in my head. It goes a uh, real world Miami, that Simpson the Simpsons episode with John Waters, and then an entire summer, because of Real World Miami, I sat down and I watched 
the other seasons of because they'd have marathons, I would watch all the the rest of Real World and I catch up on the old seasons. And because at one point I actually sat down and watched Real World when it actually was airing back in the day before DVRs, y'all. Um, where you had to actually be home, but yeah, that's nuts. Like just hearing the dates and everything and lining everything up. So what about video games? I mean, we've talked a lot about TV, haven't really talked about movies, but are there any other areas of pop culture where you had like this? Honestly, that you noticed, I remember video games being the one that pissed me off the most with its with gay representation. Video games bothered me actually up until a long like up until recently. Video games was the first time where I actually sat down and paid attention to how they were portrayed. Actually, video games and sci-fi. I remember sitting down and watching how gay characters were portrayed in those fields, in those areas. And I guess in my head, when it's a cartoon, everybody's fair game. Like, cartoons aren't meant to be taken seriously, and I never did take them seriously. But for whatever reason, when it came to video games and, like, live-action sci-fi stuff where we weren't portrayed probably in the best of light, it would, it really bothered me when it got to, like, mid-2000s. And there was still no real representation. Like, around 2002, 2003, there, I mean, honestly, the only thing I can think of were some boss, two, these two bosses that, like, I didn't, it didn't bother me that they were flamboyant. It bothered me because every gay character in a lot of the video games I played, if they were, if there were any, were all portrayed as villains. Every single one. What video games are these? Because I... Uh, there was an RPG game. I think it was Wild, one of the Wild Arms games. It was either Wild Arms or something else. It was a Western-themed game. Um, and, like, two of the main two of the main bosses were these twin, like, gay brothers who, like... <laughs> they would, like, thrust at your face and everything. And they would... Yeah, it was just very, like... I was, like... I was with it. Until, like, all right, now they're just actively portraying us as, like, femme, racist, femme rapists. And I was like, and eh, I'm not cool with this. It was, it was, but that was the first time. And plus, they were also men of color. So it was a double whammy. And, I, and then I started to pay, that's when I started to pay attention, actually started paying attention to our representation. When, like, I would go back and look at that Simpsons episode and be like, I'm not okay with one or two things, but the majority of the episode especially John Waters' character, was relatively handled okay. But then I would see things like Buffy where, where, where things were handled much better. Yeah. and then But yeah, no video games, I think. I mean, it took a while, to be honest, for video games to have good stories. But I'm looking up, uh, again, I'm looking up stuff, and one of the, oh, this is horrible, one of the worst, uh, most egregious is oh, a poison. poison from Final Fight, which was in 89, which was a transgender female thug. Um, and, uh, she was one of the many baddies named for the eighties rock for eighties rock groups. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty horrible. I'm trying to think, I think I, there really wasn't a lot. I was thinking leisure suit. Larry might've had some gay reference in there somewhere, but that was probably a disparaging gay reference knowing the, uh, content, but definitely something later like dragon age or, um, I think even Knights of the old Republic had gay and lesbian, characters or you could in bioware in dragon age's case turn your character that direction speaking of bioware um mass effect, mass 2, effect i well. think yeah so i mean those are, those uh, are relatively very those are pretty modern games they are they are right? they really are so this gaming is definitely an area that's always sort of lagged in some certain respects and i think that's uh 
This is a great example because uh, there's still not a lot of stuff out there that has queer content, but definitely more in the last 10, 15 years than there was before. Yeah. And music wise, I just thought everybody was all, all, all singers or bi. I just, I, for whatever reason, I just thought if you were like a rock star or musician, you you definitely saw somebody of the same sex at some point. So fair enough. As long as they had like blow or something. <laughs> exactly. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. All right, so I think that's a fun little look at representation and our experience with it. Yeah. And the multi-layers of us having to go back and retrace our steps because we can't remember <laughs> shit. Our oniony selves. <laughs> and then have to go back to Wikipedia and look these things up. Which is fun because, I mean, there is so many things in there that I didn't even remember until it got brought up again. Same. Thanks, like, thanks Wikipedia. Like Party of Five. <laughs> See, and, and, that's, and that was the point of me doing this, so, to make you relive past trauma. For my own personal enjoyment. Exactly. Well, that will wrap up. And as a little, as a secret, we've been holding on to this. This is only part one. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. We're actually going to be doing, volume six will be part two of this conversation where we take a look at current and maybe some future. We're going to, we're going to powers of 10 this shit and talk about a hundred and a thousand years in the future. A thousand years from now, the war will be over. It's okay. I'm going to plant my Krakoa seeds. I'm hoping one of them is the the <laughs> mental uh, the mental flower, because then it'll be nice. Is this the uh, first to be continued type it situation? Is. Oh my god! Boom, boom, Brian, why do you have that knife? <laughs> if you are enjoying this or any of the other shows on the Nerdy Show Network, make sure that you uh, follow us on all of your social media platforms. You can head over to flameonshow.com and uh click on our chicklets at the bottom and follow us there if you would like to help support the nerdy show network because remember we are listener funded entertainment listener funded lfe i don't feel like that's a good acronym we're lfe liffy we're, <laughs> i feel liffy today <laughs> we are listener funded entertainment so head on over to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and uh you can make a donation there you can make a one-time, you can become a recurring patron, and just uh, help us continue to do what we do here. And in uh, probably two weeks, I think that's going to be our, our release schedule, you'll get to hear part two of Now That's What I Call Gay Life. I don't know what the subtitle is. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Gays of Future Past. Wow, look at you. That's why we keep you around for these once in a once in a while glimmers of brilliance. I don't care what the internet says, you weren't a thirst ad. <laughs> wow. Just wait. <laughs> but if you're gonna if you are gonna be a thirst ad, can you hop on our Instagram and start posting and have right? naked pictures so we get more followers? Sure, I actually have one that uh, I found from a long time ago that I sent my ex when I was about to jump in the shower. It's very like subtle but tasteful. It's, it's tasteful. modest. It's tasteful. But thoughty all at the same time. <laughs> I was going to put it on my uh, Instagram stories to my close friends. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, that does it for us, and we will see y'all next time. Peace! 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 